0: There are so many learning gaps across the board. If we don't begin to individualize our instruction, not sure that we're going to be able to fill in the gaps for all students. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast. A podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20 year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, a cup of coffee, and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me for today's episode with summer here for so many of you and just around the corner for the rest of us, I wanted to take some time today and share some books that you may want to read over the summer. But before we get into the professional development books that I want to recommend, I want to tell you about a fun opportunity my friend Sam from Samantha Secondary is hosting this summer. You may remember Sam. She's been a guest on the podcast right around spring break time, sharing several ideas for getting students engaged in reading. You can go back and listen to her episode, which was episode number 19. Samantha hosts a monthly challenge on Instagram called hashtag adults read YA. It's a great place to share what you're reading, get book recommendations for your own class, you can also win prizes just for reading, which is always so fun. This summer, she's hosting a tic-tac-toe summer reading challenge. She has all the details in her Instagram highlights, which I'll link to in the show notes. But basically, she's created a tic-tac-toe board, and you have to complete three prompts or three challenges in a row to be entered for a prize. And each person can get up to three entries. So it's three, three in a row. I'm not really quite sure how to say that correctly, but you get the idea. If you're already reading the summer, this is super easy. Some of the prompts are as easy as reading a book with a sunset on the cover or to read a book that was released in 2023. She has easy attainable prompts, plus she provides some recommendations for you if you're not quite sure what to read. So go check out the Summer Tic-Tac-Toe Reading Challenge. You can search Samantha Secondary on Instagram or go to the show notes and I'll put a link to her Instagram over there. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Time during the school year takes this wild journey. It's both fast and slow at the same time. It's weird. I am someone who loves learning, and I see learning as more than a job. Because of that, I want to keep learning how to improve my craft. I love to read books about teaching. However, during the school year, I find that I just don't have the time for it. So during the summer, I like to read or reread books about current best practices. Today, I'm sharing with you books that I've loved, that have really changed and shape how I approach reading in my middle school classroom. I'll put links in the show notes to their Amazon pages in case you're interested in checking any of them out. They're not affiliate links. I'm just sharing them because they have helped and inspired my own teaching. The first book is Book Love by Penny Kittle. I've had the fortunate experience of attending two professional development sessions led by her. Talk about relevant professional development. My district was able to bring her in on two different occasions, and I loved both of her sessions. She's a wealth of knowledge and experience, and she's willing to share all of it with you. If you ever get the opportunity to attend a professional development led by her, take that opportunity. Book Love was the first book that I read that introduced me to the idea, to the concept of Reader's Workshop. She shares her own experiences as an English teacher and literacy coach to Create this guide, so to speak. Although her experience is high school, much of what she shares can be applied to the middle school level as well. One of the most remarkable aspects of Penny Kittle is her unwavering belief and the power of choice and individuality when it comes to cultivating a love of reading in her students. She reminds us in the book that each student is a unique reader with their own interests and preferences. What I found truly inspiring are the stories she shares from her own classroom how she was able to get a self-proclaimed non-reader reading multiple books over a semester. When students feel safe, valued, and encouraged to explore genres and authors that truly resonate with them, a genuine love of reading blossoms. It's a magical thing to witness students who hated reading eagerly dive into books and beg for more reading time. But she doesn't just leave us with stories. She provides a number of tried and true strategies with you that you can use right away for individualized reading conferences and book selections, making it easier to personalize the reading experience and meet each student's needs, and to be able to do all of that within the normal classroom setting. She validates that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to reading. Instead, it's about honoring the diverse interests and preferences of our students and providing them with the tools and guidance to navigate their own reading lives. As I think about how education has changed over the past few years, individualizing student experiences is going to play an even more important role in teaching reading if we are truly going to get students back on track, meeting their needs and filling in those learning gaps. I'd go so far as to say that if you are only doing whole group instruction at this point with your class, You're missing the mark in the current educational landscape. I've personally witnessed the magic of Reader's Workshop and have shared my experiences throughout the podcast, but specifically back in episode number three. It's not just about building reading skills. It's about nurturing a lifelong love of reading. As we empower our students to discover the joy of reading, they become more engaged, motivated, and invested in their own learning. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to episode number three, especially if you are a little skeptical that Reader's Workshop is possible in the secondary ELA classroom. If you only read one professional development book this summer, my suggestion would be this book, Book Love by Penny Kittle. Another great book, this one focuses on more than just reading, is called In the Best Interest of Students by Kelly Gallagher. Kelly Gallagher is another very inspirational speaker. He came to my district a few years before COVID and spoke about writing with your students. I shared my experience from that PD back in episode number 21. Kelly Gallagher has several books, and I would recommend all of them. But the one that I'm going to highlight today is in the best interest of students. This book tackles various aspects of literacy instruction, including reading, writing, vocabulary, and critical thinking. Just like Penny Kittle, he draws from his own classroom experience to provide practical advice and realistic strategies that teachers can use to engage and empower their students. One of the key strengths of the book is Kelly's emphasis on creating a student-centered learning environment. He advocates for providing students with meaningful, authentic reading and writing experiences that connect to their lives and their interests. By fostering a love of reading and nurturing students' voices as writers, he's able to empower his students to become active participants in their own learning journey. And all of that is what I want for my students. Additionally, Kelly addresses the vital role of vocabulary instruction in literacy development, something that for so many years has been ignored or at least put on the back burner. In the book, he provides practical strategies for helping students expand their vocabulary knowledge and use language to express their own thoughts and ideas. He emphasizes the integration of vocabulary instruction across the curriculum and offers insights into how teachers can make learning vocabulary fun, engaging, and relevant. His book also discusses the importance of developing critical thinking skills. Kelly highlights the significance of teaching students to think critically, question assumptions, and analyze texts from multiple perspectives essentially to be their own thinkers. This is a crucial component to teaching reading, especially if our desire is to develop lifelong readers, lifelong seekers of information. Kelly Gallagher is all about creating an environment that is student-centered and focused on learning. He suggests that by prioritizing the needs and interests of students, teachers can create a learning environment that fosters engagement, critical thinking, and lifelong literacy skills. Much of how I see my own classroom, especially now in the post-COVID landscape of education, stems from what I've learned from Penny Kittle and Kelly Gallagher. Both of them approach their classroom with very student-centered ideas, which is what I believe we need in order to reach our students today. There are so many learning gaps across the board. If we don't begin to individualize our instruction, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to fill in the gaps for all students. Hey there, secondary ELA teachers. Let's face it, the past few years have been hard. Are you struggling to help your students? I know I was. I know firsthand how challenging it can be to close the learning gaps created by the pandemic. That's why I wrote Motivating Readers Teaching in the Post-Pandemic Era. It's a book for teachers who are looking to re-engage their students in learning. Go to middleschoolcafe.com and click on the link to get on the wait list. You'll be the first to know when the book goes live. And I'll even send you a free gift just for signing up. All right, I have two more books. The next one is by Donna Lynn Miller. She has some great books. She's an upper elementary teacher, but I think that you'll be able to find value in her book, especially as it relates to filling in gaps created by the pandemic. One thing that I'm an advocate for is taking strategies that we know work, even if they've been perceived in the past as an elementary strategy. Take the essence of that strategy and tweak it and use it in the secondary ELA classroom. Donalyn Miller co-wrote The Joy of Reading with Terry Lacesny. And I apologize if that's not how you say your last name, Terry. Donalyn and Terry capture the essence of what it means to love reading, to fall into a book and just let the world fade away. They remind us that reading is not meant to be a stiff assignment by the teacher, burdened by written tasks and standardized tests, but rather an immersive and personal journey that entertains, provokes, teaches, inspires, and connects us with others. Like the other two books I've discussed today, this book also focuses on personalizing the reading experience for students, providing students with what they need when they need it. They share personal stories from their classrooms to inspire but also provide advice and strategies that you can use in your own classroom. This book tackles the challenge of guiding readers towards diverse and engaging book choices, offering realistic steps to help students develop a love of reading that lasts a lifetime. Admittedly, some of the strategies need to be modified to meet the needs of the secondary ELA student. But as I read the book, my creative juices were flowing and I easily came up with little ways to tweak their suggestions so I can use them in my eighth grade ELA classroom. The last book I want to recommend is Motivating Readers Teaching in the Post-Pandemic Era. This is a book I wrote this spring that is aimed at helping secondary ELA teachers readjust and re-inspire students to read, providing some suggestions on how to tackle the issues of learning that we're seeing since returning to the classroom after COVID. One thing I found over and over in both my sixth grade and my eighth grade classes is that students are not overall behind in reading, but they do have reading gaps. And where there are gaps is different for each student. It would really be a much easier problem to solve if everyone was just collectively behind, but they're not. The gaps are wide and varied, and sometimes you don't even recognize there's a gap until you're in the middle of a lesson. I also recognize that the focus of my ELA class had to shift at least for a little while. Traditionally, the focus of my ELA class was to dive into the meat of the text, discuss the literary elements, the themes, the plot, and to make connections between the story and students' lives. That is still the expectation and the focus of the standards that I'm expected to teach. However, that is not where the majority of my students are. The majority of my students are three or four grade levels below in reading. Before I can ask them to analyze what a text says, they have to first be able to read and comprehend that text. Yet, my training as a secondary ELA teacher has not been in how to teach reading. Much of what I've learned about how to teach reading has been from observation of my elementary teacher friends and my own research. This is what I'm sharing in my book. How do we, as secondary ELA teachers, help our students that are three and four grade levels below in reading? I share several ideas about how we can tweak strategies that our colleagues are using in elementary school, make them appropriate for secondary ELA, and then move the needle for our students. I also share how we can use what we already know how to do, like book talks and book clubs, to differentiate teaching in order to fill in those learning gaps. The book will be out in late June, but it is available for pre-order right now. Head over to the show notes for the direct link, or you can search motivating readers teaching in the post-pandemic era on Amazon to reserve your copy now. I have an entire episode devoted to this book, so if you'd like to learn more, you can head over to episode number 25 or go to middleschoolcafe.com and click on the book link. All right, those are my top four recommendations for summer professional development reading. This week in the Facebook group, you'll find a post where I'd love for you to add your own book recommendations for professional development. There are so many books to choose from out there, and I am looking forward to seeing what your recommendations are. Next week, I'll be doing a Q&A about independent reading in class. I have several questions from an email survey I did, but if you have questions you'd like me to address, feel free to message me on Instagram, or you can post your question in the Facebook group. Don't forget to go check out Sam's Tic-Tac-Toe Summer Reading Challenge. Until next time, everyone, have a great week.